Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. Today, Andrea connects with Susan Vandenhubel, founder of She Rises Ministry in Minnesota, for an encouraging conversation about success, dreaming, and living out our creative callings. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Creatively Christian. I am your host, Andrea Sandifer, and today I am joined by my new friend, Susan Vandenhuvel. Did I say that right, Susan? You did. Congratulations. such a mouthful, isn't it? (laughs) It is. I love your last name, though. It's so great. And Susan is coming uh, to us from the Twin Cities area. She's actually in the process of moving as we record this right now, but she will be settling into the Twin Cities area very soon. And she is an author, a pastor, and the founder of the She Rises Ministry, as well as a host of the She Connects podcast that kind of flows out of that ministry. So, so good to have you uh, with us today, Susan. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's an honor. I'm excited about our time together. Yeah, me too. This is this is me a fun. It's always so fun to just hear about what God has done in the lives of individuals that um, are doing creative work. And it just, it's so inspiring to see how God uses different situations or different people in our lives to really encourage us forward. And so, so let's start right there. Tell us a little bit about your creative background. Well, I love this question because, you know, when I first started in ministry, I didn't really consider myself as very creative and, um, and, you know, that has changed and the Lord has helped me to be able to tap into an understanding of that. And uh, so I just love that question. We have the creator living on the inside of us. And when we really begin to understand that, it's just so powerful, but yeah, like you said, I am the creator and founder of She Rises here in Minnesota. I host an annual two-day women's conference. Uh, I am the host of the She Connects podcast, and I am also a four-time author. Four-time author. Oh, I didn't realize. That's amazing. Very cool. And I, yeah, I can't wait to hear more about the conferences, but so what, or was there a particular person that God used to call you into creating uh, the She Rises ministry? Yeah. Uh, and so that's really a neat story because I, I found myself, I knew that God had placed something on the inside of me and I found myself always being surrounded by um, people that were wanting to grow in their faith and learn more about the Bible. And so it, just teaching them, I found like, I really felt just full of joy and I felt just so alive um, when I was doing that. And yet I found myself like I would step out and then I would kind of pull back a little bit because Mm -hmm. I kept thinking um, because of my past is, is kind of um, wild. I have a wild past. And so I used to think that somehow God using me in that capacity um, wouldn't just wouldn't be for me because of my past. And so in my mind, I thought that that would disqualify me. And then we were at a uh, our church at the time was hosting uh, week weeknight meetings, and they had brought in a guest speaker. Uh, and the the pastor had a 
had a, an altar call after his message. And I went forward with a friend. And so I wasn't going up for myself. I was going up in support of my friend because she was nervous to go forward. And so he came over and prayed for my friend. And then he spoke into my life uh, and just really just confirmed what I was already feeling in my heart, you know, what God was speaking to me. And so it was really from that point forward that, okay, God, I understand that you can use anybody, that we can have messy paths, we can have all of these things, but you can turn our mess into a message. And yes. I, I loved, I love the heart of God that sometimes he knows we just need that confirmation. And um, he just understands that we're human and every now and then we need that. And he uses other people to speak into our lives. And that was, you know, so many years ago, I, I'm, and I'll never forget it. It's just like it happened yesterday. It was so mm. impactful for me. Very cool. Yeah. And I think that's such a good reminder that no matter what was before, you know, when we, when we turn to Christ, that's one of the most beautiful um, things about following hard after him is, you know, he takes our mess and completely transform it, transforms it into that message of hope and encouragement to others. Um, you know, what is it, the scripture that says we've been comforted so that we can comfort others, you know, yeah. uh, in the ways that we've been comforted or in the ways that we've overcome something or have mm -hmm. healed from something, we can help each other. So that's, that's really wonderful. Um, and I know you, you are especially passionate about helping women um, in your ministry. What do you, what do you really hope they understand um, as you minister to them? Well, just kind of going off of what you were just talking about, I really believe that what God does in us, in us, then he wants to do through us. And so for me, I think um, just really understanding first who I belong to and then my identity, who he says I am, that I'm not what I've done. I'm not anything in my past. And so because he has brought so much freedom and wholeness and healing in my own life in that way. Um, that's really what I'm impassioned about is seeing women set aside anything that would be keeping them from knowing and walking in the truth of who they are in Christ, mm -hmm. and then being inspired to discover their God given potential that God wants to use you that God has equipped you he's placed something on the inside of every single one of us that this world needs. Uh, we all are carrying uh, potential. We all have gifts. And, but I really think that it first begins with um, really understanding to whom we belong and then who we are and walking in that truth. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I, man, it, it can be really hard to walk forward in that though. Right. And so what's the hurdle that you see women butting up against? Uh, why is it so hard to walk forward into our calling sometimes? Yeah. So I think, you know, being an active ministry for over 18 years now, I, I think that when I was reading that question, I thought, well, it's the, I think the answer to that is it's so common to all of us. We, we encounter these obstacles of fear and, and doubt, um, feeling inadequate, feeling like we're we don't have what it takes or a lack of support or what will they think, whoever they are, you know, we've all felt that. And I think that even when we are 
um, operating in the in in the place that God has called us to, of course, those things still show up, you know, they don't just disappear. But I've also found um, not knowing how or where to begin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe they understand that, yes, God, uh, I recognize and I'm aware that God has placed something on the inside of me, but I don't know how to begin. I don't know what steps to take. And then I've also, um, you know, just encountered women really not understanding that God did create her with and for a purpose, that you do have something to offer. uh, And God wants to use your one life to create impact in the world, um, you know, to show other people the love of Christ. I think that, I think that for women to understand that, uh, well, and for anybody, man, woman, child, um, God created us with and for a purpose. I think that our our number one purpose is to know him, of course, to have a relationship with him. And then from there to make him known to other people. So to know him, that's our number one purpose. And then to make him known in the world. Well, how do we do that? We do that by the gifts and the the potential that's lying on the inside of us. So it looks differently for everybody else, Mm -hmm. but um, nonetheless, it's, it's very, very significant, no matter what it is that he has placed on the inside of you, it has value, it's needed. Um, and, and God wants to use their life. Oh, such an encouraging message. And I think, you know, sitting here listening, if, if I were somebody who was having a hard time walking forward in a calling, I would need, I would need a Susan to come alongside me and say, hear this, you know, feel this deeply, understand this in your heart. And, um, we need people like you and people like, um, that see something in us that could potentially impact, uh, the world for the good of the kingdom and to speak into us and encourage us forward in that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for that encouraging word to our listeners today. That's really great. Yeah. That's, Um, I'm just kind of like my sweet spot there. Yeah. I just love it. <laughs> can just tell. Come alive when, when I have an opportunity to just speak into someone else's life to say, this is what I see in you. And God wants you to know, and just reminding people of the truth and, you know, just giving away hope and yeah. um, just watching them then come alive. You know, it's not me, it's the Lord in them. And then being awakened to this is who I am. And this is what God says about me. And this is what he wants to do in and through me. I mean, it just can have such a ripple effect. You know, you, you speak into the life of someone else, like someone spoke into my life, and then you just continue to pass that on, um, you know, to not keep that to ourselves, but to mm-hmm. be this free flowing vessel freely. We receive freely. We give away. Yeah. Amen. It's so fun to cast encouragement. Uh, yeah. it's, it is, it's truly fun. And I love to watch the way it just makes some people come alive. Um, and it's free. It's kindness is I, my, my daughter had the coolest shirt. It said kind is cool. Mm-hmm. And that's all it said. And I, she grew out of it and it made me super sad that we had to give it away, but I need to find her another one. Cause every time she would wear it, she would like almost like, I don't know, anything we put on our bodies, like a bracelet that might remind us of something, or it just, 
it was so fun to watch her, just her posture, even like kind is cool. And it is mm-hmm. kindness is free. It's cool. It's encouraging. It is such a blessing to others and mm-hmm. there's not enough of it in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. And life is hard. Oh. The world is, is hard. And especially yeah. nowadays and man, if we can just come alongside one another and pour courage that, which is really encouragement, you know, it's oh, poor in in, yeah. in people courage by encouraging them. Yeah. Um, we just, we can't, we can't get enough of that, especially in, in these days that we're living in. So it is very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's talk about your conferences a little bit because <laughs> I love women's conferences. I have led worship for so many women's conferences and I just love them. I absolutely love them. So you have now hosted 10 She Rises Women women Conferences. Um, Tell our audience about your first event. Uh, When you wrote me uh, before, you know, this conversation, I was like, oh my goodness, people need to hear about this. And then, you know, with that, how did you overcome any feelings of self-doubt that cropped up as a result? Yeah. So this is a really neat story. And um, so back in April, I hosted my 10th women's event and that was just such a milestone 10, you know, glory to God and his faithfulness to, to use us, you know, to use us and to partner with him and what he wants to do in the world. And I shared at that, um, at that event, and I'll share with your listening community here that when I first started, um, I hosted my first event and five people showed up just five, just five people. And it gets even better because three of those five were family members. So, (laughs) and uh, so my, my husband came because he's, you know, the tech guy and, um, and my mom and dad came and I think that they would never admit it, but I'm sure they came because they felt sorry for me. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and we didn't have just the resources to be able to, nor did I really have a relationship and, and with people to lead worship. And because I really feel strongly in honoring people that, you know, are part of She Rises, the worship team and, and speakers and those people and honoring them really well. Well, I didn't have any resources to do that. And so what do we do? We, you know, had this boom box <laughs> that we had gotten at some big box store. I don't know how many years ago, I think that it was actually our daughters. And just to kind of date myself here, um, she's going to be 30 at the end of the year. So that's how old this boom box is. Uh, and we had a tape cassette and my husband just brought in an old beat up card table and sat at the back of the room and pushed play. And that's what we worship to all five of us. So well, six counting me. So, um, but that's kind of where we started. And I love your question about how did you overcome self-doubt? Because, you know, I think that so often God places this dream on the inside of us. And uh, I tend to be kind of on the, um, on the Peter side of things, you know, I, I kind of, kind of think, you know, God gives me this dream and it's all over, but the shouting, you know, I'm just gone. And, uh, and so oftentimes it doesn't evolve into the fullness that he has shown to you. 
um, it, it starts small, you know, um, mm -hmm. the Bible says, do not despise the days of small beginnings. Um, and, you know, because the Lord rejoices in seeing the work begin. But if I'm going to be honest, I haven't always rejoiced in those small beginnings because God, you placed this on the inside of me. You gave me this dream and I have this vision and all, you know, um, and, and so when I walked away from there, there was a little bit of self-doubt. There was a little bit of, does anybody care? Is this effective? Is it, For you know, sure. and you get to look at yourself, you know, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to hear, you know, all of these things that just, you know, the lies of the enemy. And if I'm going to be honest, um, my headspace is something that I have to really watch and be aware of because my mind can just really go on a merry-go-round and just spin out of control. But mm -hmm. I think that, you know, looking back, um, that was where I really began to understand the power of knowing the why behind your what. Um, the why really began to become really anchored on the inside of me uh, and being able to kind of, it allows me to be recentered, if you will, uh, when, when doubt or fear, or um, it seems like people maybe aren't as encouraging or supportive, or, you know, just even, even your own self-imposed limits, it comes back to why am I doing this? You know, why, what, what is my purpose here? What did God say? And I think that that's, there's just really an importance. I, I know for myself that writing down what God says, because when, when those days of, of doubt and fear, um, when they show up, I'm able to kind of go back and reread and remind myself, but God, this is what you said. This is what God said. I know that, that I'm feeling this way. I know that I'm thinking this, but this is what God said. And, you know, I'm reminded of, you know, the parable of the lost sheep and Jesus left the 99 to go after the one. And that's always such a, a great reminder to me that even if all the rest of my days, even if just one person showed up, that one person matters to Jesus. Even if just one person listened to my podcast, even if just one person read a book, that one person matters to Jesus. And, um, and so I just really would say, be anchored in, um, in your why. That is so powerful. It just, like I said, it really kind of recenters um, and kind of brings you back to, this is what matters. This is what God said. Yeah. And I know we've had a conversation on your podcast that kind of, that was almost the anchor of the whole message that we talked about too, is if we're not anchored in our why, our, our mission, then, oh man, our conversation was specifically about criticism and man, it can derail us really quickly if we're not focused in. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's a really good, um, really good thing. And and I guess that could be a piece of advice for anybody looking to start like a conference, um, you know, to have a mission and write it down. I love yeah. that idea of writing down what God says so that you don't forget because, <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. we easily forget. So what other advice would you have for somebody looking to start um, like a women's conference or um, something similar? Yeah, so um, definitely that why piece that we've already talked about, but I think being reminded that dreaming begins at the feet of Jesus, mm. that dreaming begins at the feet of Jesus, and I would encourage anybody to 
um, be intentional about spending some alone time with him to dream with him, you know, to invite him into, you know, God, I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm aware I can recognize that you've placed this on the inside of me and, and I want to use this gift to bring you glory. How does this look to you? And then begin to invite him to speak into, into your heart um, because he already knows all of that. He knows in his heart how he wants to use that, that he's placed on the inside of you or the, the, you know, what he wants to do in your life and how he wants to use you to advance his heart, his message into the world. And so I think that just really being reminded that dreaming begins at the feet of Jesus. And I would also say to not get trapped into doing what you see other people doing, uh, especially, you know, like, for example, women's conferences, I mean, you could, you know, look on social media all day long, um, or even attend women's conferences, uh, and, and feel like that's what success looks like. Yeah. that I need to replicate, I need to do exactly what she's doing, and then I will be successful. But for me, um, I define success as being obedient. God, am I being obedient to what you told me to do? Um, there's nothing wrong with, with gleaning and getting ideas for inspiration from what other people are doing. But I think that there's, that's a difference in, um, in, you know, gleaning and getting ideas, but not copying them because God wants to use you in a very unique way. Um, it's, it's just, it's a trap to think that if I repeat that, then I will be successful. Then my, my ministry, um, will have significance. It will have value. It will, you know, be effective in the world. And it, it's just a trap that really is kind of a dead end. It doesn't lead anywhere. Um, and I speak from experience. I have learned that the hard way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I have really learned to value and appreciate the, the unique things that She Rises offers. And um, and I've actually had people express some positive feedback that way too, that they appreciate these different things that we incorporate. So, um, yeah, begin at the feet of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love how you, you define success. I think that's, that's going to be one of my biggest take-homes today is success is defined by obedience. I think that is because that is one of my drum beats when I encourage people is your unique message matters, your unique style matters. And if, if we're not obedient, uh, to the calling in our lives, um, in the unique ways that we're gifted, uh, I I don't think we're, I think we're missing the point of how Mm -hmm. God really wants us to uh, bring about his name. Um, mm-hmm. so that's, that's really cool. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So I know because you're an author, so these, these resources that you've developed, um, do they accompany your conference? Um, or how, how do you incorporate your, your author, your, your works of authorship into what you do? Yeah, that was one of the biggest things for me in, in hosting these women's events. I'm not all about just filling up the calendar and, you know, look at me, I'm doing things for the Lord. (laughs) You know, Uh, I really want women to walk away with tools to continue to 
um, build with God, you know, tools for their toolbox. And so um, I, I offer books as resources that I've offered at the conference. Women can go to the resource table and, and purchase those. And then uh, last fall, I started offering e-courses in, um, in conjunction with the, the topic or the theme, if you will, for that particular event that allows women to um, continue growing in whatever it was that we were talking about uh, at the conference. So it just continues to go forward. And I just, I love seeing just that continue and to be able to connect with women in the online space. And, you know, especially with 2020, I feel like so much moved to the online space. And so I've, I don't know, I've been given a new appreciation for <laughs> for the use of technology. And, um, and yeah, so I, I really, I've really valued um, just these e-courses and making them accessible. I created some study guides to go along with them. And so they get those, each participant gets a study guide to go with that, that follows the live teaching. And then they can work on that throughout the week. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, e-courses. I know that's that's definitely something that's becoming more and more um, common. Uh, and I it didn't really prep you for this one, but uh, what kind of programs or what have you found as far as um, uh, software or different things? How do you share those? How do you get the e-courses into the hands of your attendees? Yeah, so they attend. Um, they they use my my private. Uh, zoom link and so that's where we connect and I record off of that and then I have a a private Facebook page that's dedicated to any woman that attends the e-courses to just get further support and encouragement um, from me in that private space and I pop in there and um, you know just encourage them in in other videos and whatnot but I also um, was uploading the recordings to that platform Uh, And then they could revisit them, you know, and listen to them again throughout the week. Uh, I have to say that this last e-course that I just wrapped up in the beginning of, let's see, beginning of July, I believe it was, um, I haven't been able to upload those videos. So I've actually been exploring other ideas for platforms to record those and uh, make them available. Uh, I just, I don't know if social media is maybe changing how that looks, but uh, I think that going forward, I'm going to have to maybe explore other avenues. But as far as the study guides, they have been downloadable. Uh, They can download them and and have them uh, that way too. So I I have found that it works really well and uh, women have really enjoyed it that just that online presence in, in those platforms. Nice. Yeah. And it sounds fairly simple. I know the, the online world, it seems like it's ever changing and just yesterday I figured out how to do my first live stream on Facebook. It was actually a bit more, I thought I could just come down and like hit go live and it would like do it all. Oh no. Oh no. It's a bit more complicated than that. And uh, then I sat down to actually do it. And then I had a software glitch issue and I'm like, Oh, this is technology. Gotta love it. You know, but Oh man, it can cause us some major headaches. So I'm glad you figured out a good way to do it. Well, I, one time I, I did a Facebook live and then I couldn't figure out how to shut it off when I, <laughs> <laughs> it just kept going. <laughs> it kept going. And then, you know, of course I 
I forgot that I was live. And so then I'm talking to my husband. I can't figure out how to shut this up. Can you come over and stop? I'm having this conversation, oh goodness, but this is just real life, folks. Oh, exactly. I know. I have to work on my, um, when I hit live stream, I have to work on the face that I, it looks like a very confused technology face, basically. So I've got to work on that. Yeah, it was, it was very laughable last night watching me try to do live. It was just, yeah. So lots of learning curves there, but it can be our friends. Technology can be yes. our friends. So. Yes. we can overcome (laughs) we can we can we can we can encourage each other to you know learn from each other how to so if anybody needs to know how to go live on Facebook you can tap me for that I guess not a professional yet oh my word it was so it was so funny so um okay so let's talk about your podcast a little bit because I love your podcast Uh, what what prompted your move toward uh beginning that and what fruit have you seen as a result of starting that yeah, it's uh, just the really the same heartbeat as it was offering e-courses. I really wanted to connect with women in the online space and continue to offer um, just some resources and tools uh, and further just equipping and empowering them apart from She Rises, uh, the, the women's conference being there present. You know, what can we do? How can I connect with you and continue to champion you forward outside of that? And so we've been podcasting. Well, I have my husband is the, the tech guy behind everything. So uh, that is not my wheelhouse. God bless the people that do that. It is just not my thing. <laughs> it's like woo, way over my head. Uh, so not to give a little shout out to him, but uh, we've been podcasting for a little over a year. I started that in March of 2020 of, of all years. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think that 2020 will go down as the year um, apart from many other things, but the year of the podcast, I feel like there were so many podcasts that were launched in 2020, but yeah. yeah, So I just, you know, was one of those that launched in 2020 and um, with that heartbeat of wanting to connect with women, to see them equipped and empowered to step into everything that God has called them to be in the world. Uh, I love, 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 love having guests on the show. I loved having you on the show. You mentioned that earlier because I really do believe that um, it's not the Susan show. And I really, I really believe that we are better together. I, I love inviting people to the table and making room for other people because, you know, when I, when I first started ministry, um, if I'm going to be honest, I didn't always have someone in my life that was willing to do that. And so I, you know, I had a choice to make, I could allow that to make me bitter or better. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to speak into the lives of other women and be in their lives what I wished I would have had. So Mm -hmm. inviting guests onto the podcast and um, just somebody that I admire and maybe want to learn something from myself and that I believe will add value to the listening community. Yeah, it's been really fun to kind of follow along and we'll be sure to um, share a link in the show notes to kind of connect people with your podcast and the ministry work that you're doing. And um, yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, Very encouraging every single time. Um, And uh, this is something I did not know about you before you emailed me about this, but um, prison ministry, this is really cool. So how did God call you toward the prison ministry and what does your service um, 
look like to those individuals? Yeah. So I've been doing that for, oh golly, probably 20 years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So someone um, visited our church and mentioned it and I am because of the things in my past and what God has brought me out of, I am always very drawn to people that are hurting, Mm -hmm. um, that feel desperate and hopeless and broken. And I, there was just something that just quickened me on the inside that felt like I want to be a part of that. And so uh, being a pastor, I, I serve as a clergy person within those Um, those facilities in the federal and state prison setting. And um, I share my story of hope and, and the Lord's redeeming and unfailing love. Um, We, we see, we see people coming to the Lord, making decisions for, for Jesus Christ, being baptized and um, water baptized and, and just continuing to grow in their faith. And then it's really, really exciting uh, when you begin to then see them want to start little little pop-up Bible studies within their cells, you know? Yeah. And so the depending on um, the setting, because the, the guidelines are different from the federal and the state settings. And so depending on what prison setting um, the people are, are at, they can have, you know, upwards to five, six people in, in a gathering and then some other places it can be more than that. But mm-hmm. to just see them begin then to say, I want to have a Bible study in my little cell group. And, and then to begin to see that, that there's something happening inside those prison walls. I tell you what, uh, those people so often, those people spur me on in my faith um, mm. because there's something that shifts when they really begin to understand this is what God says about me. I, I like to describe it as they're in prison, but prison isn't in them. That they're in prison, but prison isn't in them. It's, mm. it's just so powerful. Uh, and so I love going there. We go in once a month um, as a follow-up to um, to the four-day weekend retreats that we're allowed to have there, which is a huge, huge favor. That's God's favor right there. Because if you think about, um, we are a team of about 24, 25 people coming in. Uh, and so we're bringing all kinds of things with us and all of that is considered contraband, right? Every single piece, like the guitar, the, um, the picks that's contraband guitars. I mean, everything, every pencil, everything is counted. Everything has to be counted when you're, um, when you take it in, it has to be counted when you're taken out, when it's taken out. I mean, it's a really big deal. So it is really the favor of God. Um, so I serve under that umbrella. And then I also, under She Rises, come in and uh, I was hosting on the rotation to lead a Sunday service, Sunday morning church service there on rotation. But, you know, we haven't been able to go in now because of COVID. Um, right. They were on complete lockdown. So I am really missing those people and really believing that that will open back up again and we'll be able to come back in. Oh, I hope so. And I, yeah, I think that was something, if anything, this past year felt really hard. It was being cut off from some of those groups. I was just able, just this past month, able to go into senior communities and play. And it was 
before this past month, it was not really an opportunity that was available. And it was, you could tell like the people were so excited to have something special like that to enjoy and look forward to. And oh, I hope that you guys get to get back to that very soon. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So yeah, good. Yeah. It's, it's so special. So special. Very yeah. good. Yeah. All right, Susan, what current project are you most excited about? <laughs> well, right now I have moving standing. Moving. At my That's right. <laughs> so, two confessions. I don't know how excited I am about <laughs> hefting all these boxes, oh, but yeah. um, I know that there's good things ahead. And so I'm very excited about that. And of course, you know, we are really planning for um, the next She Rises Women's Conference, which will be in the spring of 2022. And so there's just a lot of moving pieces, you know, um, it's a new venue. And so there's new contracts that need to be signed and, and those types of things, little details, you know, that way, but very, very excited about what the Lord has been stirring on the inside of me. Uh, I always ask him, you know, God, what do you want to say? What, what, what is your message for us when we gather? Um, I never think that it's a good thing to come up with a plan and hope that he follows it. So, uh, yes. uh, you know, I, I go back to, it starts at sitting at the feet of Jesus really, yeah. truly, you know, what do you want to say? Because, you know, like you writing songs, I mean, we could, you could probably come up with anything that you want to sing about, but God, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you want to say through song? Um, and so that's, that's my heart too. What do you want to say, uh, over this weekend when your daughters are gathered together, what do you want them to know? What do you want to communicate to them? And it's just so, it's so powerful for him to, to take a one message and divide it up so that every single person receives what he knows that they need. And, you know, like your, your music, you know, one song, how he can take that and divide it up and it can minister right in the place of, of each listener because he knows what they need. So all of that to say, those are the things that are going on in Susan's world. (laughs) And um, so very exciting, uh, a lot of work, but it's, it's worth it. It really is worth it. It is so worth it. And we will be praying as we close out here and I'll be praying for your move for sure. Cause I know the work that, and I, I know you're not going very far. You're going from like a suburb into the city, right? So it's not a, like when I moved, it was from Colorado to Alaska. So that was, it yeah. was hard, but uh, moving is moving. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's, it's hard work. So yeah, yeah. we'll be praying for you in that. Uh, Thank you. Especially, you know, as creatives, you know, when we have something busy like that in our lives, we don't necessarily get as much time to just be at the feet of Jesus and to really enjoy creative time. So uh, that can be hard too. So I understand yes. that. But yes. Okay, Susan. How- oh, go ahead. I'm okay. excited to have my office and my creative oh, space back. So I know. I feel um, your pain there. I. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, good. Well, we hope that uh, happens very soon for you because I understand that. Um, so, how can our listeners connect with you? And we'll make sure we put um, all of this in the show notes. Yeah. Well, thank you for asking. It's been such a joy and an honor to be here and connecting with you and your listening community. But you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Susan Vandenhuvel. And I know that that's a mouthful, but we'll have it spelled out for you. Yes. 
<laughs> I went from Wilson to that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you can find the She Connects podcast on any podcast platform. You can find my books uh, on my website or Amazon. Um, my latest book is on Barnes and Noble. So you can find that there as well. Um, yeah. So I would love to connect with you. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's go ahead and pray. I would love to pray for you um, as we kind of close out here and then I'll let you do what you do best and encourage us out. That'd be great. Okay. So, Sounds let's pray. great. Well, Father God, we thank you so much for this time to connect with Susan today. And we thank you, Lord, for the way that you are writing her story, um, for the things that, albeit hard, that she had to walk through early on in her life, Lord, that you are the redeemer, Lord, and that you have redeemed her story and now pour into others through your redemptive mercy. And we just thank you for the work that Susan has done and is doing. Um, and Lord, we pray that as she gears up to move in just a couple days here, that you would be uh, with her and her husband, uh, give them good rest and peace and stamina when needed. And we pray specifically for um, a peaceful office space as soon as possible for her so that she can continue in her work well. And um, Lord, for the upcoming conference, we just pray for the planning and the preparation for that. Um, Lord, give Susan time at your feet to really truly hear what it is that you want your daughters to hear this next season and we anticipate that conference with great joy and expectation lord and uh, trusting that um, your will will be done and that's mm -hmm. exciting to be able to partner with you in that, Lord. And mm -hmm. we just pray for Susan and her team members as they pursue that for your glory, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I received that. That's Absolutely. beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Susan. So do what you do best. What would you like to leave as an encouraging message to our audience today? Yeah. So I've actually was praying about this question and uh, I just feel like the Lord would want you to know that you matter, that your life matters and what you bring to the world is needed and it has value, that there's a place at the table for it. And I believe that the Lord would want you to know that the world is better uh, because you are in it. And um, he just, he loves you. He sees you. He knows you. He hears you. And he has you on his radar. He calls you by your name. And um, I would, I just believe that the Lord would want you to know that he's pleased with you and um, that your best days are ahead. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Susan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening today. To see the resources mentioned in the episode, you can head over to www.theophanymedia.com forward slash Susan. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Bill Brooks, and Lynn Baber. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. 
Our music is by Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer. And remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a blessed day and keep on creating for our Lord.